Greetings, beautiful business people. Poppy the Awesome here. And checking in. A couple things have happened in the last little bit of time. Today's a big day. It's going to be our first mastermind in, you know, on the web for our virtual assistant business. And I'm pretty sure we did not sell a single ticket, which is fine. We're going to still have about a half a dozen people that want to come and learn. And we've built out our presentation so that they get value on how to hire a, a virtual assistant. We explain the differences of why, like the pros and cons of some of our competition And of course, why it makes sense to work with us over anybody else. So that's pretty exciting. And like I said, it's okay that nobody bought. As far as everybody in our our groups, it's not really like most people do this free webinar stuff as leads. And I'm going to play with all of them. I don't know what the right secret sauce is. I have coaches that promote, you know, the whole free gifts and the free value and all of that. And then there's the school of thought that if you don't do the free, even if it's a low, low ticket offer, if they buy, then they're like buyers. And or at least you know that your audience is responding to your products instead of wasting time on on really super cold traffic that you don't know will ever convert. So if that sounded like foreign language to you, I'm sorry, I'm talking like I'm in one of my class environments. So here's here's where I'm at on my entrepreneurial journey other than getting ready to do that. Oh yeah. And I launched my email challenge this week. And so it's September 1st when I'm recording this so that we can keep that frame of mind. And I had to send it out to my beta group and nobody bought that either. (laughs) So I'm telling you this because it made me start thinking about being discouraged, you know, like, oh, whatever, you know, I beat myself up. Nobody wants my stuff. Da, 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 da. I'm horrible at copy. I'm horrible at marketing, whatever the thing is. And then I realized some of the other things that haven't gone well or that haven't worked out the way I wanted them to, even in business. And, you know, we just keep going forward. I didn't let them stop me. And if I did, I wouldn't be here, you know, doing our first mastermind today. So I guess we'll see how it goes tonight. And if not anything, we get the practice, we can record it, it then becomes a product. There's no loss here. You know, me and and my team have been able to work together while I'm planning this and it's it's getting us to move the needle. So that's pretty exciting. A lot of what I've been reading, one of the philosophies of some of the great leaders is, you know, the more you procrastinate or the more the further away the deadline, the more you procrastinate essentially. So I want to get things done. You know, I just quit my job. (laughs) So I better get things done. In addition to, I guess I just like to spend money as soon as I quit jobs. Because in 2013, I think it was 2013. Yeah, when I got fired from FTD, I uh, had to run out. I had had a company car and they were taking it. So I had to run out and go buy a car before they figured out I wasn't employed. So I went out and spent $35,000 on a car. (laughs) Uh, It was no big deal. I turned into a director. I called it the director mobile, actually. And then I was a director within a couple months. So 
I, I believe in myself. And I guess maybe that's part of the message that I wanted to share this morning is um, we can't let the failures hold us back. And it's easy, you know, self-confidence is always a issue for all of us, even the great ones. Like I was just reading Grant Cardone's 10X book and he talks about even when he was going to big meetings or things like he didn't believe it was real and he, you know, he almost didn't show up for a big meeting he was supposed to go to. So now I just discovered Grant Cardone, by the way. And if you're listening to this, I want you to know part of my vision. So I'm I'm kind of recording this ahead of time and not publishing it because I want to have enough of the journey done, you know, progress before I break out. But I'm kind of using this also to declare to me and the world, you know, my goal is to be like the Tony Robbins of recovery and to spread word around gambling addiction. That's kind of been the way I've described it as the Tony Robbins of of recovery with my own flavor, not necessarily his flavor. Although some things I believe in that he says, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I don't. Um, I'm also not going to steal his stuff per se. I'm, you know, I'm Bobby the Awesome. I don't need to steal his stuff anyway. So that's what's going on. And then just two little random things. So I'm unemployed. So I had to, you know, buy another big ticket (laughs) item. So I signed up for Grant Cardone's coaching class. Now, a couple lessons in this. The first one is read the fine print because here I am thinking I'm paying $1,000 for like, All the other classes that I've bought, they've been mine to keep. Like they're digitally mine forever because I bought them. Well, this one isn't that way. It's more like a subscription model. So I have to do all the classwork in the next 12 months, which is not a big deal. I'll get that done. I I intend on making it part of my daily routine and I'm excited to have another different perspective. And there's an argument to be made for, am I utilizing too many different coaches information, right? Like I have Pete Vargas's strategy. I have Dean Graciosi's strategy. I have Tony Robbins strategy. I mean, those three guys are kind of in the same bucket. I have my Joshua strategy who helps me with my writing. I have Eric whose coaching I went through. And now I'm adding Grant Cardone to my wheelhouse. So is there value to having all these different people or is it is it going to screw me up and or screw you up if you're someone who's trying to do it and my answer for me is i think it would give me i don't think i'm ever going to have like i want to say direct competition there's not going to be anybody trying to be exactly like me there's going to be people who sell coaching and sell programs and education and awareness you know like there's going to be those people but in the gambling space i don't know that there's anybody in this space i can't find anybody that is doing the kinds of stuff that i'm doing and when it comes to the va business yeah there's competition and and maybe that's just it is did they go and they get all this information and learn from all these different people? Probably not. They probably know what the way they know and that's probably working for them. They might not have had to learn otherwise. So there's the school of thought that, you know, that's great if you're successful, wonderful. And then there's probably, now this is just my new adventure as an entrepreneur, right? We're, we're talking, it's been less than a year. And even when I was you know, starting the podcast and everything. It wasn't until last year around, I think, October, September, October. 
So we're just coming up on a year of me even moving the needle at all and calling myself a business. And so I haven't gone through adversity or anything specifically monumental like that. But if I had been like a full-blown in the throes of things business and COVID happened and I didn't have at least the different experience in these classes or different methods of thinking and execution, I think that that, you know, from all these different coaches and people that I'm learning from, I may end up in trouble. You know, I may not know how to pivot. I may not know how to survive. Like, is that the difference between the businesses that are closing down right now and not thriving and those that are taking, I don't want to say taking advantage of COVID, but making the most of it and pivoting and changing their models and and just getting creative. So I, I feel like it's always going to be creative tools by having these different coaching programs. It's beautiful that everything is digitally recorded. It's not like college to me is a bit of a ripoff right now. Like I pay $200 for a flipping book that I get to use while I'm in the semester and I don't even get to keep it. So I'm so glad I dropped out of college, guys. In the middle of my MBA, like what I realized was that piece of paper, I guess I'll have to do a full-blown talk about college one of these days, but full-blown piece of paper to tell people that I have a piece of paper and when they're hiring kids with... Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. I am happy about dropping out of college and I get to keep my courses <laughs> as a point of reference. Like I actually envision going back and listening to these courses through my career to get reinvigorated and reminded and, and light things up. I don't think I could ever do any of these just once and have absorbed and retained everything as well as different points in our lives. We hear things different and we need to hear things different. And and it's, I think it all has purpose. So that's kind of where I'm at. I, I signed up for Grant Cardone and then I'm going to tell you a little, uh, I did something, I don't know if it was wrong. I don't think it was wrong. It really wasn't wrong. But just a little business pleasure lesson real quick. And yes, I could be as random and all over the board as I want. I got used to doing it that way from my other show. I just kind of free flow. So if you're here and listening, thank you. It means you're okay with my style. So there's a girl that I work with and this girl is hot shit. Like she has the, she has this great bubbly personality. She's a bit of a, like a prima donna a little bit, but it's almost like cute. You know, she's like the, the mom that, kind of looks like a model, has the perfect makeup on, wearing heels, but you'd see like nursing a baby, like if you can picture that kind of a thing. She's so much fun if it has nothing to do with work. Well, when it comes to work, she is not a high performer. And I don't know if you've ever worked with someone like this, but you know that they know the answer because you trained them. So you know they have the answer. But yet the questions come in and they just forward them to you. Or if you assign something, they don't even read it and they come back and ask 10 other questions where that might have been either in the email chain or whatever, that kind of person. And it's gotten, and I think this is kind of her strategy. I think it's gotten to where she's just like, if I ask enough questions, they won't make me do it. I I really kind of believe that on some level. I hope I'm wrong because I don't think she's not that. I don't think she forgot all the information she learned at any rate. So 
She does it to me yesterday morning. Like she knows I'm I'm quitting and she sends me over like two emails within five minutes that I know that she knows both answers to. She's just being lazy. And that's what it is. It's just blatant lazy because these are like black and white things. So I delete both the emails because I don't have time for that. Like I'm not going to spend my time. I've already been doing most of her work that I would assign to her that should be on her desk most of the summer. And I'm not going to do that right now. I'm going to wrap up my desk and I'm going to move on to my entrepreneurialness. And uh, I went for my walk with with my other friend and I was like, yeah, she sent me these notes. You know, I'm like, she knows the answers. She goes, yeah, she'll probably say that she forwarded them to you and that you didn't respond. I was like, I don't care. I deleted them. I feel good about that. Because I also didn't want to be confrontational and be an asshole. You know, like I'm on my way out. I might as well keep the peace. I've survived it this long without blowing up. So she reforwards the email. Well, what do you want me to tell this person? So I got on. So she's been this whole time and I'm, I grew up in the age of the HR rules. So I would never advocate for using like Facebook Messenger or social media as a way to communicate for work. However, this whole time, like I don't even have her phone number. So this whole time she's been using Messenger whenever she has questions and wants to call me and stuff. So I leave her a voice recording. I'm like, hey, I'm not answering this because you know the answer. And I know you know the answer. And so does the store because the store, the floral manager there has been working there longer than I have. So you guys both know the answer. So do the answer. She writes me back. She's like, you don't have to be a witch. And I wasn't a witch, you know, like I'm recording myself. So I'm also being mindful. Like if somebody went to, not that it matters, I'm leaving. But if this recording was to make it to HR, I did not say anything inappropriately. So I, I wrote back, I said, well, no, I'm, I'm really not being a witch. I'm, I'm just kind of telling you how it is, you know, and, and part of not doing it in an email is because I don't like the tone of email. It could be sounding bitchier than it was supposed to. Now, mind you, I was trying to take the dog out. So I probably was sounded like distracted or a little funky, but but I'm like, no, I really think you know these answers. And I've been handling a lot of this stuff all summer. And I hope that you really don't do this to the boss I'm leaving behind. She's going to need your support. It would be helpful, you know, like if you did your job. And, and the problem is she doesn't report it to me. And I have gone to the chain of command and nobody's doing anything. Like I've documented examples. I've, I've gone and I've asked for help. I did everything I could the right way, the way I would advise you or anybody else to do it and nobody's handling it. And then, you know, the first year when it was bubbling up and then she gets pregnant. So she didn't even, nobody even gave her her review before she went out on maternity. So she didn't know the feedback. Nobody gives her feedback. So I'm like always the bad guy. So needless to say, she doesn't like what I have to say, ends the conversation, blocks me and unfriends me on Facebook. And, you know, I still got, I still got to be there two weeks. She's, she's got time off. All right. This is a testament. Okay. So this isn't about me like talking trash, but this is kind of like an indicator in my book. And I don't understand everybody's situation and I don't have kids. But to me, we have with COVID, there's different categories of people and different issues around childcare, correct? So when she came back to work, not too long after, she's like, oh, I only want to work four days a week. So to give, you know, the grandparents or whoever some time off for childcare, so she would stay home and work or not work, just be off and only work 32 hours. Okay, fine. Well, now we're on COVID and you're home all the time. 
why are you still working 32 hours? Okay, now again, I've never ran around with kids. I don't know what it's like. I'm not going to pretend to. I am going to call out though that there are people out there that had no childcare that are working and managing their kids. Not that it's ideal, but if you know that we're in the middle of a, a pandemic, maybe you step up and you help instead of making everybody's jobs harder. So it's kind of my thing. So that's the work piece of it. The emotional piece of it is, it's a shame. This is what my rational brain is saying. Like, it's a shame because like I said, I enjoyed her as a person. She made me smile. She made me laugh. She's a good kid. She is a a kid compared to me. You know, she's about half my age. I love her future husband. You know, we've, him and I go back years and years working together. It's just unnecessary tension. So that part of it, I don't like. But here's the deal. My life is not going to be over. You know, she was, she was just saying to me last week when I told her about my notice, oh, good, that means we can go and hang out and, you know, hang out and go out for a drink like friends. Oh, well, friends don't take work stuff that personally. And, you know, so it goes to show the level of, of friendship we're on, right? So I'm just calling out a little personal experience. I will move on. I'll be a little, you know, sad. But if that's the way this person reacts to me, and I know that I was in my complete scope, then that's on her. It's not on me. I'm comfortable with the way I did things. Yeah, you're getting a little bit of my... The lines are always going to be blurry on this show probably because I'm here to talk to you about business, but you're going to always get my recovery side and my how to be a human in business because of my recovery and vice versa. So it's a little bit of what I'm all about. You're going to get some of that. Anyway... I have to go to a meeting in a little bit here, so I will talk to you guys on my next update. Thanks. Thanks.